episode of Talk Me Out of It, a new sports podcast. My name is Mike Gian, and I am joined by my co-host, Alan Foreman. Alan, how are you doing today? Doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. We are 30 hours away from the NFL season finally kicking off, something that I didn't think either of us were going to see. Um, but by the grace of God, it looks like it's going to happen. How excited are you? Oh, man, you know, I... I needed football this year. This year's been rough. Football, football's a saving grace. I'm, I'm glad we're attempting it. Hopefully, we have a full season. Yeah, and, and football really is like an obsession for you. Like I was, I was genuinely concerned that like you might just wither away into a bunch of like Eagles, Eagles memorabilia um, if the season hadn't come back, um, especially oh, yeah. with everything with the with the pandemic. So I'm glad that it looks like short of a disaster, you know, knock on wood. Um, looks like we're going to have it. Yes, sir. You know, fly, Eagles, fly. Just got to throw that in there for my, <laughs> my Eagles faithful from be listening on. We take on the, the good old football team on Sunday. <laughs> so weird to say, though, you know. But I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really excited that we got football. I'm really excited to see uh, the Chiefs and Texans tomorrow night. I think that's going to be a phenomenal game. Oh, absolutely. And just before we get into it, we'll just give a little bit of a preview of, of what people can expect from this show. Um, so now you and I, what makes, um, we've been friends now for about seven, a little more than seven years, um, went to college together, but we have very different ways that we kind of approach sports. You know, I have a, a background in gambling, and so I'm very kind of methodical when it comes to seeing sports. I see things in, in point spreads. Um, but you actually have like a diehard um, attraction and, and love for not only just sports in general, but specific teams in sports. So I uh, want to let the people know exactly like who your favorite teams are, because it's not what you would expect from someone that grew up in Arizona. Yeah. So being from Arizona, you would think I'd, I'd typically be a Cardinals, Diamondbacks um, type of fan. No, I, I feel like I wish I should have been born on the East Coast. Um, I have that East Coast mentality. Uh, that's why I rock with Philadelphia uh, for the NFL. I rock with Cleveland. Yes, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yes, I said that live on the podcast. No LeBron James, no Kyrie Irving. I am still repping the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, and then baseball, I, I, I'm a Phillies fan. Um, Bryce Harper is my dog. Well, forever be my dog if he ever leaves us. And granted, he's stuck with us for like what another ten years. So yeah, I don't. Okay. I mean, I don't know a ton about baseball, but I don't. I don't see anybody wanting to trade for his contract uh, anytime, anytime ever, maybe. But um, so the the premise of this show is that I'm going to throw out something now. Both of us personally know that I'm kind of known for throwing out some crazy ideas when it comes to well anything, and it's your job usually to kind of set me straight as far as where my head's going. And especially when it comes to sports, um, we just had our, our fantasy draft, our fantasy football draft. We're in three leagues, um, still trying to get enough people involved to try to do an auction league. Um, not going to happen this year, um, but we're going to start off with the season opener. That's the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champion, uh, Kansas Andy City Chief. Andy Reid. This is my coach. And, <laughs> yeah, you kind of feel like you got like like half a Super Bowl victory out of that since he was a the Eagles coach for the longest time, don't you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I was so happy to see Andy Reid get that ring. I wanted to be in Philly, but hey, he got it. He deserved it. 
Absolutely. So it looks like we're going to have the season opener. Um, aside from the fact that, you know, there's not going to be any fans there, uh, the, the biggest wrinkle now is that it looks like the, the Texans are going to be kind of stripped down. Um, Bill O'Brien and, and all of his, and he might be coming up a little later in another segment, but um, it looks like the, the Houston Texans are kind of stripped down, especially after losing uh, DeAndre Hopkins for what seemed like next to nothing to the Arizona Cardinals. So um looks like they're not going to be um, very favored. Um, they're a nine-point underdog right now. Um, don't like their chances in this game. I see it as a blowout. Um, Alan, talk me out of it. I'm going to talk you out of it for one reason. My one reason is Deshaun Watson. Um, I do not believe that this game will be a blowout. However, I I do believe uh, it'll be a shootout. Uh, I believe that in the end, there will probably be a mistake or two, a fumble, or interception, and that's what's going to make the game set apart. But I see this game going, you know, like a 42-35, a 45-35. Um, I do believe the Chiefs will win. However, it would not be a, a lopsided game due to the fact that Deshaun Watson is just a, a remarkable player. And I, I believe no matter who you have around him, he will make that team better. Um, and, yes, DeAndre Hopkins was a huge loss, but they still got some deep threats there. Um, Brandon Cooks is fast. That's that's about it. He's fast. So if he can get open, stretch the field, Will Fuller, um, if he stays healthy this year, I feel like he would be a great help for uh, for Deshaun. And Deshaun's just a superstar, man. That guy is he's an incredible human being. Uh, as I would like to say, that man is blessed. So is Patty Mahomes, but Deshaun Watson is a blessed human being, and I, I don't think he'll uh, allow them to get blown out in the season opener. All right. So our first, uh, we got a few props here that we're going to kind of take a look at, and we're going to start with the regular season MVP. Um, last year it was Lamar Jackson becoming the second unanimous winner of that behind uh, one Thomas Brady. And as it looks like right now, um, it's actually Patrick Mahomes as the considered the favorite now, um, depending on where you look at it. He's uh, anywhere from plus 350 to plus 400. Um, right below him is Lamar Jackson. Now, in the history of the league, Alan, I'm not sure how much you you know this, but I know that you're very um, you're very keen on these kind of things. Uh, very difficult to win back-to-back MVPs. Yes, sir. Has not been done since Peyton Manning. That's right, Peyton Manning did in 08-09, and before that, it was Brett Favre in 96-97. Now, um, not much changed for Baltimore. Um, they had a great regular season, and for the second year in a row, they got bumped. And I think that's going to have a lot for uh, – that's going to give Lamar um, a lot of motivation to prove himself as a Super Bowl contending quarterback. So, Allen, back to – Lamar Jackson, back-to-back MVPs, talk me out of it. No, sir. Uh, here's the thing. Here's, here's why. I think Lamar Jackson is a very dynamic player. He is – I loved I loved his week one press conference, you know, last year when he uh, diced up the Miami Dolphins for like five touchdowns. He said, not bad for a running back. Uh, however, I think he does need to change up his style uh, just a bit. I think he needs to – I think he's he's running just a, a tad too much. Uh, he's hanging in the pocket a lot more, a lot more than he was uh, his, his the first couple games he played his rookie year. Uh, and he's making passes from the pocket. However, I think – Defense are kind of keying in on that. Um, 
And I want to go. I want to say Patty Mahomes will win that MVP uh, just because this man just figured out how to read an NFL defense. That's wild to me. He already has a Super Bowl, an MVP, and he said he's just not getting comfortable trying to figure out how to read a defense. That's only going to make that man even more scary. But with all that being said, you know where I'm coming from. Mark my words on this podcast. Carson, walk it to him, Wentz, will be your MVP this season. Now, oh boy. why would I say this? Why are you? I, I can hear it now. People coming from my neck. Carson Wentz threw for 4,000 yards last year, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Who are his starting receivers after week eight? Can you tell me? I can't tell you, but I the only reason that I can can't really think of them is because I know that a lot of them were on practice squads at the beginning practice of the season. Squad players. We did not have Alshon Jeffrey. We did not have Deshaun Jackson. At times Zach Ertz was hurt. At times Dallas Goddard was hurt. Carson Wentz led us to a playoff berth against the Seattle Seahawks with practice squad players. And threw for over four thousand yards. He was the first quarterback to throw for four thousand yards without a single wide receiver going over 500 yard receiving and had a, a 27 to seven touchdown to interception ratio. Now that this man has his weapons back, he has a healthy, uh, he'll have a, a healthy Alshon, a healthy Deshaun. We got Jalen Rager in the first round. Uh, we got the weapons solidified. Zach Ertz is back. Dallas Goddard is back. I don't see why this man won't have a 35 to 38 touchdown type of year with less than 10 interceptions. And those are MVP numbers. Absolutely. And, you know, it's really interesting that you say that, Alan, because it's and you're not being a homer in reality. And, and you look back at uh, 2017, um, which is a year 2017 going into the 2018 Super Bowl, a year that I know that you're very familiar with. Um, Carson was very much on his way to having an MVP year. Um, just so happened that he got injured and, you know, which like kind of left the door open for, for Tom Brady to get his third MVP. Um, but I definitely see where you're coming from. And I, and I don't, and I see that as a possibility. Carson Wentz currently coming off at anywhere between 17 to one to 25 to one to win this year's MVP. So we'll, something we'll definitely take a look at. So which brings us to our next segment, which is comeback player of the year. And that leads us to our next segment, which is uh, NFL Comeback Player of the Year. And there's a lot of big names in this category. Topping the list is uh, Ben Roethlisberger and Rob Gronkowski. Uh, ben went down early last year. And Rob, which, what the interesting one here, though, is uh, Rob Gronkowski, who hasn't played in two years. Um, from what we've seen, he's lost a significant amount of weight. Um, but yet he's made his way down to Tampa Bay to play with uh, Tom Brady, who he won three Super Bowls with. But the name that I'm really interested in right now um, is Cam Newton, um, who signed a one-year deal with the Patriots, uh, basically for the for the league minimum, which kind of got some people up in arms about that. But um, based on from what we're hearing, um, I think Cam Newton has a very good chance to to win this award. Um, Alan, talk me out of it. I like Cam. I like Cam. I like the situation. I like where he's at. But I'm gonna talk you out of it. I'm gonna throw another name at you. A.J. Green, wide receiver from the Cincinnati Bengals. Wow. Uh, he, has been, he has been riddled with injuries. Uh, lower, lower ankles, legs, foot, anything you could think of with his foot-to-knee area. 
uh, has kept him out over the last couple of years. And I think now he actually has a quarterback. Um, I believe that if he is fully healthy, uh, him and Joe Burrow will will do some damage in Cincinnati. And I believe that he will have a over a thousand yards receiving uh, seven to nine touchdowns and about 85 catches. That's where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave A.J. Green around, and I think he would have the better comeback season. Um, Cam Newton is good. I just don't think the Patriots have enough weapons around him for him to maximize those odds. Uh, I would almost, if we're going to go with the quarterback, I would say Ben would have a better statistical year <laughs> over Cam Newton because of his weapons. Uh, however, I believe that A.J. Green would, would should be the comeback player of the year this year. Well, that's that's very interesting. And uh, AJ Green right now eight to one to win this award. Uh, one of the most interesting ones that I just noticed here on this list is Antonio Brown, <laughs> twenty five to one. Um, is it possible to win comeback player of the year if you're not signed to a team? Is that? I mean, you know, desperate times. Maybe somebody picks him up in week four and he just pops off for the last twelve weeks. Who knows what happens? <laughs> All right, so you like Cam, but you like AJ Green a little more. Um, but another interesting thing about Cam Newton is that his new head coach is Bill Belichick, which leads us to our next category, which is coach of the year. Oh, it, was, it was John Harbaugh. It was John Harbaugh. John, uh, Baltimore. Baltimore. Okay. Um, which, right. And that leads us to coach of the year, which uh, currently held by Jim Harbaugh, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, right now leading the pack is Mike McCarthy, formerly of the Green Bay Packers, now coaching the Dallas Cowboys at 12 to 1. Um, some other interesting names here are Frank Reich at 14 to 1 and Belichick, who hasn't won this award in about a decade, at 14 to 1. Um, but the name that really pops out to me right now is Cliff Kingsbury of the Arizona Cardinals at 18 to 1. Interesting pick just to even have a head coaching job um, after never or never having a winning season at Texas Tech. Coming off what we what might be considered a, a failure, but He's got some upgrades on offense. He's got another year of uh, head coaching under his belt. And if the Cardinals can somehow pull off a, an 11 to five or 12 to four season, um, there's, I think that there's a very good chance that he can win it. So Cliff Kingsbury coach of the year, Alan, talk me out of it. Uh, I like, I like, I like that, that selection. Uh, however, I, I'm going to have to talk you out of it. We're going to go in a different direction. We're going to go, whew, mm, we're going to go big Bangio. Head coach of the Denver Broncos. Now, why do I say that? I believe that the Denver Broncos have a legitimate, a legitimate case. I mean, not so much with Ron Miller going down. Um, that was a huge blow. But I, I like what they're doing over there in Denver. I think they could, they can hold their own in their division. They can beat the Raiders. They can beat the Chargers. The question is, can they hang with Kansas City? Uh, I believe they can split one and one with Kansas City, take care of business against the other two in their division. Uh, the Denver Broncos can have a phenomenal year. Uh, I like Drew Locke. I think Drew Locke is going to have a great year. They got the rookie Judy, Cortland Sutton, uh, Noah Fant. Like they got Philip Lindsay. Uh, then they and they also pick out Melvin Gordon on that offense. They're they're doing phenomenal things over there on offense, and I believe they can if they can score and they can keep up, and their defense can do its part. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Denver Broncos go eleven and five, and 
and Vic Vangio wins head coach of the year for a, for a turnaround. Wow. That was not – now, for, for those listening, um, we don't plan these at all. Um, I kind of have my ideas about what I'm going to pitch. And uh, Denver Broncos were not anywhere near my radar when it came to, to coach of the year. So that'll be, um, that'll be very interesting to watch. And now we can get into my favorite category in this segment, which is first coach fired. Um, usually every season there's one to two coaches that usually get fired midseason. Uh, right now, Matt Patricia of the Detroit Lions is leading the odds at three to one. Uh, below him is Doug Marone, but I've got I've got a surprise surprise one for you, and this one's going to take a little while to 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 a to kind of flesh out. So are you ready? You ready, Alan? Yes, sir. Let's hear it. All right, Matt Nagy at twenty five to one, and and here's here's the case for it. Um, last year, um, now let's 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 just kind of rewind here for a bit. So the Chicago Bears trade up for uh, Mitch Trubisky. And in the process of doing so, they skipped over, you know, someone by the name of Patrick Mahomes, who, mm-hmm. as we know, is, is a pretty good quarterback. That's, so that first year, they have a great season, which they ended up culminating in the double doink game in the playoffs against your Philadelphia Eagles. You know, things happen. <laughs> so then, you know, the next season comes, they pick up an absolute force on defense in Khalil Mack, only to turn in an 8-8 eight and eight season. All right, so let's take a look at their first six games on the schedule. Opening with the line. Looks like a game that they're going to be favored in, but once again, when, when you're dealing with division rivals, you never know. Have a pretty uh, straightforward game against the Giants in Week 2. Then it starts to get a little hairy. You've got the Falcons week three, you got the Colts in week four, and then you get the Bucks, and then you end off with the Panthers. Now it's highly unlikely that they're going to get through this. They can have a five and one start, but if things don't go right right away, and you know they just picked up Nick Foles, um, despite the fact that they have uh, Mitch Trubisky starting for another season. Now it's unlikely, but in the potential that they start one and five. Um, you got to think that the the general manager and the owners are going to start looking at maybe replacing their coach. Um, it's a long shot, but I, I thought it was very interesting, especially after picking up a quarterback who's won a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl MVP, no less, um, only to have him on the bench behind Mitch Trubisky, who hasn't really quite proven himself yet. So, Allen, Matt Nagy, 25-1 to 1 as first coach fired. Uh, I have a pretty good feeling, but talk me out of it. Nah, we gonna we gonna leave that one right there. We gonna we gonna leave that there. Uh, the only other coach I could I could I could throw out is is a uh, Adam Gase for the New York Jets. Um, yeah, I I don't see I don't see Matt Nagy having a job in Chicago after the twenty twenty season. Um, nor do I see Mitchell Trubisky being a quarterback there by. Let me see. Let's, let's just break it down. He said they start off the season against the Lions. Divisional rival, they just signed Adrian Peterson. Matt Stafford has a lot to prove this year. We're going to say that's a loss. Now they go up against New York. Will Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes show up? But you also got to contend with Saquon Barkley. That game can go 50-50. We'll say they win that game. I believe they'll lose against the Falcons. They'll lose against the Colts. They'll lose against the Bucks. They'll lose against the Panthers. Uh, after that, it doesn't get any easier. So they got L.A., New Orleans, Tennessee, and Minnesota. Um, 
I could easily see Nick Foles playing against the Rams in October, if not starting by November against the Saints. <laughs> new coach, new regime, get Nagy out of there, put Foles in the game. And you got yourself a you got yourself a quality quarterback because Mitchell Trubisky is not going to get it done for you in Chicago. But that'll do it for for our, our categories here. Now we're going to get into some to some fun stuff, my kind of stuff, the, the, the sports gambling part of it. Um, before I get into that, though, I should let everyone know that this is not to be taken as advice. Um, when it comes to sports gambling, if you've seen my accounts, you'll know that I'm pretty much an idiot. Uh, doesn't stop me from at least you know trying and having fun. So do not take this as advice. Um, and if you lose money, it's, it's on you. All right, Alan. So we're taking the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens on a six-point tease, which means the Kansas City Chiefs just have to win by four, and the Baltimore Ravens have to win by two. Alan, talk me out of it. Uh, I will not talk you out of that. Um, like I said, I believe the Houston Texans and Kansas City Chiefs will be a close game, and ain't no way Cleveland's beaten Mr. Lamar Jackson MVP uh, week one. I think. The Ravens have have the better coaching staff, the better the better talent, the better roster, and without a preseason, the the Browns are not gonna step in week one and, and knock off the Ravens. I, I like that 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 little that little odds right. for you there. All right, so we're locking that in. So that'll be betting one point two units to win one. I like. All right, and then one other one that I looked at that I, I think had it's got my attention. Um, so we got the Arizona Cardinals at the San Francisco 49ers. The San Francisco 49ers are favored by seven points. Uh, from what I from what I know, not a lot has changed for the the, the 49ers as far as their roster is concerned. A, an, an, an amazing defense. Um, don't really rely too much on Jimmy Garoppolo. They had that uh, incredible game uh, last regular season where the Cardinals were up big and. Jimmy G kind of led them down to victory. Um, but the fact that there are no fans for any of these games and that Arizona Car- the Arizona Cardinals uh, seem to have a lot more firepower uh, this year than they did last year and another year of coaching and another uh, you know offseason for, for Kyler Murray to kind of develop, uh, I think seven points is way too high. So I'm looking at the Arizona Cardinals, uh, taking them at plus seven. Uh, Alan, talk me out of it. Uh, I I believe the Cardinals can win this football game. Um, if you look at it, they lost by three points and ten points last year. Uh, Kyler Murray was a rookie. They did not have they don't have the they did not have the explosive talent that they have now. Uh, and the Cardinals always play the 49ers tough, no matter no matter where they're at. If it's in Arizona, if it's in Cali, the Cardinals show up to play the 49ers and. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals beat the 49ers by seven. Wow. Awesome. All right. So that's, you know, put that one down in the books. We're going to lock that one in and that'll, that'll be my, that my fun uh, weekend sweat. So well, we made it our very first episode. It's a lot more, a lot less painless than, than I thought. Um, we're hoping to do this once a week at least. 
um, especially during football season. We're going to try to provide uh, previews um, leading up to, to the week's action, talk about what happened the week before, and then, you know, get into some, some betting lines and, you know, hopefully coming up with more crazy stuff. Uh, we hope that you um, rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite platform. And Alan, did you have fun? Yeah, man, this is gonna be this is gonna be a great time. I'm I'm really excited. I'm really excited that we we decided to come up with this idea and this concept, and I'm just ready to keep it rolling each week. Come up with more dynamic content. You know, really, really get at each other. So that's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be the best uh, going forward. Uh, I I hear you, man. We're we're looking forward to to having a, a long run with this, and uh, yeah, please rate, review, and subscribe, and we will see you next week. Peace.